We hope you enjoy this podcast from Light Church Edithburg. To find out more about us, visit lightchurch.co. How are we doing today? Are you well? You good? Good. Oh, good to see you. If you don't know me, my name's Ben. I'm one of the pastors here. Great to have you at church. Uh, since coming back from COVID, we've been talking about things like the good news. It's a good place to start the good news. And the good news of Jesus. If you heard the word gospel, it's Greek for good news. And it's not just any kind of news, it's the best news. And it talks about the life and the work of Jesus. How God himself came to earth, lived a perfect life, died, took sin and death onto himself to give us victory. And we've just been going deeper. We're talking about what rest is in, in light of the good news. Forgiveness, redemption, reconciliation. And now we're talking about what it's like to live in light of this good news. Because the good news, the, the news about Jesus isn't meant to be uh, a warm, fuzzy feeling on a Sunday morning with zero impact on your Monday afternoon. This good news, this faith that transforms our lives, that changes our belief, that literally changes our eternity, isn't just meant to stay on a, on a service a week or a good, a good feeling. It's meant to guide how we live, transform how we live. And so we're talking about what it's like to be good news people. So that's where we're going with it. I'm just going to pray, and then we'll get into it. God, I thank you that you are Lord of this church. This is your church, Lord. You're Lord of our lives. And uh, we just pray that you just bring this to life today. Let you be remembered, your word be remembered. I pray that you just speak to every one of us, uh, speaking to our hearts, our souls, our mind. In the name of Jesus, help us to know you more. Know your, your revelation, your presence, your power. In the name of Jesus, amen. I'm talking about joy today. Joy. Nehemiah 8.10 says, The joy of the Lord is your strength. And that sounds important. <laughs> if it's your strength, if that's what, uh, what's meant to get you through life, if that's what's meant to help you get through the hard times, uh, through the valleys, the storms, whatever analogy you want to use, it sounds pretty important. Joy sounds important. But I, I think it's quite misunderstood by Christians. You know, joy isn't a feeling. Feelings come and go. Feelings are dictated on what's happening around us or how people are treating us. Joy isn't a feeling. And, uh, but sometimes it, it's not a good mood. And it's not, just purely fear, it's not just purely in our mind and understanding. It, it can be felt, I believe. And joy is powerful. And, and joy, when we truly have joy from God, it doesn't change like emotions. It doesn't change in seasons. Joy is when we know God's with us and we can stand strong. And uh, in, in the Hebrew and Greek languages, there were many words for joy. And they all had their own little nuances and, and different changes. But really, they mean the same thing, joy. And, and just like the good news, one time, one Sunday we talked about the good news didn't just start with Jesus. God's plan, God's love, God's redemption was from the beginning to the end of the Bible and continuing now. It wasn't new news, it was good news, but it was God's plan the whole time. And joy is right throughout the Bible as well. You know, you see the Israelites singing for joy when they come out of Egypt. Uh, you see David singing and dancing for joy after a victory. In the prophets, they said, a Messiah will come who will bring joy. When they went in exile, they said, await with joy for the future. Uh, Christmas is coming. When Jesus was born, I don't know if you've heard this phrase before, it's good news that brings great joy. This is good news. 
that Jesus came to us. God himself, God and Jesus are one. That means God himself came to earth. God himself came to us. He lived a perfect life, laid down his life so we could have freedom, so we could be restored to him, so we can be reconciled. That's good news, and that good news should bring joy. But not just a feeling. It should be something that sustains us. You know, you read uh, the early church after Jesus ascended in Acts, they were full of joy. Paul in prison talks about how he's full of joy. Joy is throughout the Bible, uh, and joy seems really important to God. And uh, we're just going to go a little bit deeper on it today to try and understand it, but also experience it a bit more. You know, there's recently been a big push in the field of psychology about joy. And uh, there was one particular psychologist, and, and he dealt in really severe cases of trauma. And these cases were so severe that when they started doing these sessions, that 98% of the time they'd have to hospitalise the patient because of the trauma that would come up. It would be that severe. They'd just have an emotional breakdown. And it was just what was expected. It was like, let's book the room, let's get it ready. It's just what's going to happen because this, this case of trauma is so severe. But then this particular psychologist started, uh, instead of really getting into it in the first few sessions, they, they spent the first few sessions building joy. Just talking about just building joy in the person. And what they found is when they, when they had a focused effort in building joy, hospitalisation went down to almost 0%. And, and, and psychologists have found that, that joy helps build resilience. Joy helps you learn new skills. Joy helps with emotional development. Uh, joy helps you get through pain. And I love it because these psychologists are finding out what God has known for the whole time and has written in the Bible. It's not new news to God. God said the joy of the Lord is a strength. The fields of psychology are just catching up. You know, joy is actually how Jesus got through the cross. In Hebrews 12, it says, uh, Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding his shame. That's where the joy of the Lord is your strength when you can endure the suffering. So, all these developments in the importance of joy isn't new to God. <laughs> He's well aware. He's well aware of the importance of joy. And there's a guy called Jim Wilder. And he calls himself a neurotheologian. And he studies the intersection of brain formation and spiritual development. Really interesting stuff. And he's got a quote that says, God designed our brains to run on joy like a car runs on fuel. Joy fuels us. And he, and he also says that throughout the, throughout the day, our brains are scanning to room. Scanning the room to see people that are happy to see us because that fills us with joy. Another guy, uh, a leader in a psychiatry field that says, joy is seeing the sparkle in someone's eyes that says, I'm happy to be with you. In a minute I'll show you this isn't new news to God. But what they found with joy is it's mainly communicated through the face, through the eyes, through the, through the voice, through the smile. For instance, I enter a room. Peter's so happy to see me. Peter just lights up. Peter has a huge smile. He says, Ben, it's good to see you. And because of his face, because of his tone, because of his eyes, I'm filled with joy. And they've done studies and, and the faces are a key to experiencing this joy. So that tells me that joy is relational. 
Joy is really relational. And again, it's not new to God. <laughs> God designed us to run on joy, and God designed us to experience joy the way we do, through faces. And in particular, two ways, through God's face and through each other's. Let's go to God's first. Uh, a few weeks ago, we had a guest speaker talk about this, the blessing, an ancient blessing. And the song, The Blessing, comes through. And let me read it to you. In number six, it says, May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you. Sounds a bit like the psychologist. May the Lord show you his favour and peace. You know, another translation is the way you could translate it would be, May you feel the joy of God's face shining on you because he is happy to be with you. That's pretty special. That God not only sees me, that God not only turns his face towards me, but God is smiling at me and happy to be with me. That fills me with joy. Sometimes joy has gotten lost in translation in our Bibles. You know, Psalm 89 says, Happy are those who hear the joyful call to worship, for they will walk in the light of your presence. Well, that sounds lovely, walking in the light of your presence. In a lot of the more Hebrew translations, it says, instead of in the light of your presence, it says in the light of your face. Psalm 16 says, You will show me the way of life, granting me the joy of your presence and the pleasures of living with you forever. In another translation, it says, In here is abundance of joy with your face. Psalm 21 says, You have endowed him with eternal blessings and given him the joy of your presence. In Hebrew, it says, You make him happy with the joy of your face. Again and again, it talks about God's face when it's talked about joy. Because God is looking at you, God's face is turned before you, God's face is smiling on you, and in that is joy. Because what happens is, is when we know God is with us, when we, go, when we know God is looking at us, when we know God is smiling at us, we're just filled with joy. And this is why it's really important uh, what we believe about God. Because if we believe that God is looking at us, but if God is angry, and if we feel that God is angry at us, then we're going to experience that because that's what we're believing. And that's actually what we're going to pass on to others. Because it's what we're experiencing from God. And if we feel God is distant, not even looking at us, if we feel God is some far-off place, disinterested in who we are and our humanity, then that's what we're going to experience, and then that's what we'll give to other people. But when we, when we have the right belief that God is love, that God is present, that his face is turned towards us, that he's smiling on us, that, and that means we're full of joy because we know he's with us. We know he's happy to be with us. We know he's smiling with us. And then we're filled with joy. The joy of the Lord is our strength. And joy comes from relationship, relationship with God. Joy. You know, I love when Jesus was baptised. He was baptised, he came out of the water, and a voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. It's no wonder we have joy. We're made in the image of God. This is my dearly beloved son who brings me joy. This is before Jesus' ministry. He hasn't done a miracle yet. 
He's still been probably pretty good to that point because he's the son of God. <laughs> so we can't minimise that. But he hasn't laid down his life. He hasn't healed the multitudes. He hasn't fed the 5,000 a few times. He hasn't done any of that yet. But God says, this is my dearly beloved son who brings me joy. And the Bible, in, in, in another book in the Bible, it says we call our Abba Father, which literally means daddy when we come to faith. See, through Jesus, we are now sons and daughters of God. And this is how God sees us. He, he's proud of us. He loves us. See, when we know that, we've got to be filled with joy. When you know that, hey, you have a God that created the heavens and earth, created you and me that is looking at us and smiling at us and loving us, that's got to fill you with joy. You know, there's a story in the Bible Jesus told, uh, told about the prodigal son. And if you've been around church, you've probably heard it. And a man had two sons. The youngest son wanted his inheritance early. The dad gave it to him. He went off and spent it on wild living, whatever that might look like. And it said he came to his senses because he lost all the inheritance. And he came back to the dad hoping just to work for him or be a slave. And I love it because it, it says the father saw him coming. I love that the dad wasn't off doing whatever. He was actually looking for his son who was a far way off. And that's what God does with us. He's always looking at us, looking for us. No matter how we are going, no matter our mental state, no matter how we're going with our faith, no matter where we go with life, that God's constantly looking at us, looking for us, ready to walk with us. Ready. And it says, uh, he was filled with love and compassion and ran to his son. The son tried to give the spill, hey, can I come in and work for you? The, the father just ignored it. He put on a new robe, put on a ring, came in and threw him a party. And that's God's love towards you and me. It's literally running towards us. It's having compassion on us. It's making us clean. It's making us new. It's celebrating. When we know this, when we know God is smiling on us, when we know God is with us, that's got to fill us with joy. I think sometimes we can forget it. Sometimes we can forget it. We'll come back to that in a bit. So we're filled with joy when we know God's face. And then we're filled with joy when we're in community with each other. Again, psychology are just finding this now, but again, there's no, it's not new to God. He created us for community. You know, it's interesting, two things that they think rob people of joy more than anything. One's isolation. And the other one is excessive screen time. Because in both cases, you don't see anyone. <laughs> and so it's no wonder that we're made for community. You know, in the New Testament, again and again, you'll read one another, one another. I believe it's 101 times. The Bible is explicit that this life of faith is to be lived out in community. It says, pray for one another, encourage one another, bear one another's burdens, forgive with one another, worship with one another, meet with one another. It goes on and on and on. We're made for community. Joy is relational. Joy is relational when we, when we spend time with the Father, and joy is relational when we spend time with one another. Now, it's called the body of Christ, the church. The church isn't a building, it's a community of faith. If the church is a building, our drossing isn't that great because we only rent it on a Sunday. The church is a community. It's a group of people united in their faith in Jesus. And the church is called the body of Christ. 
That means you can't have Jesus without his body. You can't fully experience Jesus without community. The church is called a bride of Christ. That's the union. Jesus, it's a pretty sad marriage when it's just one. And it's super practical, but how many times do we get caught in isolation? We're made for community. So if we can't truly and fully experience Jesus without community, how on earth are we going to experience and live in joy without community? And that's why joy is greater than any other emotions, because you can have grief and still have joy. Because I can be in a time of grief of loss. Maybe I've lost a loved one, maybe I've lost an opportunity. But because I've got people surrounding me and standing with me in that time, I'm filled with joy. See, joy isn't always a feeling, but it's, the, it's your strength that gets you through the seasons. We have a Tuesday group at our dross and we just get together, we talk about the Bible a little bit and we pray. And when I leave there, I'm just filled with joy. I'm feeling stronger. I'm feeling just like I can do a bit more. Uh, and it's not because I, anything profound happens sometimes. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But it's because I'm in a community where we pray for each other, encourage one another, and it fills you with joy. We're made for joy. You know, joy is so important to God. We're created for joy. It fuels us. You know, John 15, 11 says, I've told you these things so you will be filled with joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. You know, we look for false joys when we don't receive joy from God and each other. Where, where, where do you think substance abuse comes from? <laughs> where do you think excessive eating or shopping or, or anything that's not a healthy thing for our lifestyle comes from? It's when we try and find pleasure somewhere else when we're meant to have it from God and each other. All these unhealthy things come from trying to find that, that high, that pleasure, that release that we're meant to have from just knowing God is with us, for us, smiling at us, knowing we're in a community that loves us. Joy. And sometimes we struggle with joy because we just want to understand it mentally. And we're like that with a lot of things in the Bible, love, compassion even. There's a verse in the Bible and it says, Matthew 20, 34, that Jesus was moved with compassion. You know, a better translation is, he was moved in his intestines or guts. Legitimately. Legitimately. And so what happens was Jesus saw these people in need and it moved him so much that it hurt. It moved him so much it had a physical effect on him. Now Ephesians says, uh, let you experience the love of God because it's too great to understand fully. You know, sometimes I, I believe when you're filled with joy and love, you feel like a, a warmth, a lightness, a peace. See, joy is to be understood. It's knowing God's with you. It's knowing he's smiling on you, but it's to be experienced, sensing his presence. Feeling the light, the warmth of his presence, feeling the peace through your body. Now we need to be a church that loves each other. 
And I, I found over time that I can do that best when I see people how God sees them. But that's also really tricky. And so someone comes in, Sarah, we'll pick on Sarah. And if I remember that Sarah is made in the image of God, that if I remember that Sarah is a child of God, that helps me when I'm maybe not feeling it. But sometimes Sarah just really ticks me off. Or she just rubs me off the wrong way or disagrees with me. God forbid. And, and so that's great to say, but sometimes it's hard. But that's why we need to just receive it from God first and foremost. We need to be individuals that walk with God, that know God, that we don't visit God's presence once a week, that we walk with our Father in heaven who's looking at us, who's smiling at us, who's happy to be with us. And then we're filled with joy. We're filled with peace. We're filled with that strength so we can go out and do what we need to do in life and do it well. And when I'm in that place, Sarah can do anything. And I can fill her with joy. It's about knowing the Father. Joy is incredible. And I think we could talk about weeks and weeks and weeks about joy. I think it's a really untouched part of the Bible. But joy is our strength. And we have joy when we're in community, when we're in relationship with God and each other. It's like this stability. It's knowing that he's with you, others are with you, and I can stand in whatever comes. It's a rest, it's a peace for our, our souls. It's a safety, it's a security. Knowing, hey, whatever's going to come up this week, God's looking at me, God's smiling at me, God's for me. I've got a church that loves me and supports me. That gives me joy. And that's where the joy of the Lord is my strength. You know, Jesus, I read it before. I've told you these things, this is Jesus, that you'll be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. I wonder if the band could come back up and One, uh, again, I'll talk about the psychology field again, but again, it's nothing new to God. <laughs> they found the key to building joy in people, this is the psychologist talking, is remembering the good, remembering the positive thinking, being mindful and remembering what's been good. And again, nothing new to God. God says, fix your thoughts. God says, remain in me. And this is what I found is when I've got a bit of a crazy day, when something doesn't go to plan, when I'm feeling worn out and a bit tired, I get really short-term memory. I get really short-term memory. And suddenly I remember my day really well that hasn't gone to plan, but I've, I seem to forget all the incredible things God's done for me in the past. I don't know if you've ever done that, but I tend to do that sometimes. And I forget in that moment how he saved me. I forget in that moment how he's filled me with his love again and again. I forget in that moment how he's 
done miracle after miracle. I forget in a moment how I've had peace and strength from heaven. I forget in a moment that he's with me, that he's smiling on me, that he's happy to be with me. See, the key to receiving being filled with joy is remaining with God, but actually remembering who he is and what he's done. The disciples got on a boat. The storm was crushing. Jesus was in the boat, but they forgot who Jesus was. Moments before, he was doing miracles on the beach, but the storm came and they forgot who he was. See, joy comes when you don't forget who God is, when you know who God is, when you know he's with you, when you know he's smiling. And so when those storms come, when that life situation happens, whether it's expected or unexpected, you can stand strong in joy. You can not just survive, but you can thrive because God is with you, a community is with you, and he's happy to be with you, and he's smiling on you. See, when we get this, we can be good news people. Because sometimes the week won't be easy. And this good news, this joy is not meant to run out when things don't go to plan. It's meant to be consistent. And it's by living in that joy, remembering that joy. Now we're just going to worship for a little bit. And I'm just going to pray that we're just filled with joy. That God just gives us a new understanding of who he is, of his love, of his presence. That we'll be filled with joy. That it'll be our strength. God, I thank you for our church. Thank you for what you're doing in our church, in our community, for what you're doing in our lives. Thank you for your presence. God, thank you that you loved us so much that you came for us. We were dead in sin. We were broken. But you came for us. You came to restore us. You came to give us life. You came to redeem us. We were dead. You made us alive. And you didn't just leave us, but you are still present. You sent the Holy Spirit, which is your presence on earth, into us to go through us. And your presence is with us in every moment. And your presence is smiling on us. Your presence is happy to be with us. You're not distant or absent. You are close. You are near. You are smiling on us. You are loving us. And I pray as we dispense a moment in your presence, I pray that you just fill us with joy in the name of Jesus. Give us a new understanding, but give us a new experience of your joy of your love, God. God, as we worship this in this place, as we look to you, as we remember who you are, worship is powerful because we forget about everything else and reflect on who God is. Remember who God is. As we remember who you are, as we look to who you are, I pray that we just be filled with joy in the name of Jesus. If you're able, why don't we stand? Let's worship God together.